Welcome to Alitit's Podcast. In this week's episode, we talk to Ian and Ashley Gans from Artisan Mill Company of Lidditz. People that have come in, we've definitely had customers just say like how much the place has inspired them. We just wanted to help as many small businesses as we possibly could. Today we have with us Ian and Ashley Gans, co-owners and founders of Artisan Mill Company of Lidditz that houses over 80 individual vendors all under one roof. Welcome Ian and Ashley. Hi, thank you. Hey, what's up? Well, first off, thanks for uh, joining our little podcast today. Um, we appreciate your time. Um, if you could just tell us, tell myself and tell Corey and tell uh, all our listeners where are you guys from and tell us a little bit of your professional background. Uh, we are actually um, high school sweethearts from Mannheim Central. Uh, graduated in 2004 and have our little family here between Mannheim and Lidditz. I have a professional background and I had a salon in United Zion Nursing Home. And Ian? I work at Rock Lidditz currently. Um, other than owning uh, the mill, um, I've worked uh, for a company called Atomic Design, um, which is part of the Rock Lidditz community um, in Lidditz, um, for those that are familiar. I've been there for about 17 years on the logistics lead there. So, uh, and, and Atomic, if um, you don't know, it's a, it's a scenic design and production company. Um, so uh, we build uh, scenery for everything from music concerts to big corporate events to uh tv shows so that's what i've been doing the past 17 years um before diving into this adventure <laughs> that's awesome that's really cool can you tell us what inspired you guys to open the marketplace in Lidditz? um i actually have a small faux leather earring business with my girlfriend tanya that we've had for a few years and uh, we sell in a bunch of other places like this. So we kind of were just sitting around one day and not necessarily, I wouldn't say complaining, but yes, just things that we would do differently and things that would help, you know, help everybody else as well. And Ian pretty much came up from the basement and was like, hey, well, why don't we just open our own store? And we were like, what? So yeah, it just kind of stemmed from that. Yeah, they. Uh, so this was like during, I guess, like COVID, so me working in the live event industry, um, I had uh, quite a bit of time time off because um, live events weren't really a happening thing. So they were talking, and I was like, "Let's just open up our own store." Like Ash said, she's like, "Are you serious?" And I was just like, "I don't know. Am I serious?" <laughs> um, and then we just kind of uh, dove into it, and here we are. Really. So tell us um, a little bit about the artisan mills and like how many vendors you have and what kind of what things can guests, um, when they enter the marketplace, what can they expect? We have roughly around 90 vendors right now throughout the three levels of the building. We have anywhere from woodworking to homemade candles to um, curators to artists to homemade painted signs to any kind of jewelry you can think of. We have a bunch of different jewelry vendors in there, none of which are the same. We have a clothing Foods. boutique. We have a clothing <laughs> boutique. We have so many homemade foods from 
maple syrup to pork sticks to tea to coffee. We have also a nonprofit in our building, which is Inspire Hope and Love. They fight to forget uh, against sex trafficking. Um, so they are a 100% of their proceeds go back into their nonprofit. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, we honestly, like, because there's 90, I guess we, we go on and on. There's, uh, we have uh, all natural products, soaps, um, plants, you know, Mac May. There's, uh, it, they're literally, I, we both truly feel that there is, there is something uh, for everyone in there. We have a, a leather worker. Um, I mean, that's, it's just, go, uh, they, they just keep popping in our head as we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, the, the, it's just like, uh, it's endless, really. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool to have a big uh, variety of different things that are here out of lit. It's just in all in one spot. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And that's one thing that we really uh, wanted to highlight is they, um, you know, with Ash owning her small business, um, I do own a clothing company as well, uh, which is not in the mill. Um, but uh, we really just wanted to highlight um, and showcase more than anything all the um, all the talent that like we are surrounded by day in and day out. Um, uh, you know, there's lots of, obviously we all know about like the big box stores and everything like that, which they have their place. But, um, you know, for us, we just, you know, there's a lots of, as I said, uh, just uh, small businesses, super talented people. Um, and we just wanted to, you know, bring that to Lidditz. That's that's great. You walk us through the creation process of Artisan Mill and how that all kind of, not so much the, from the business model aspect, but from the physical uh, aspect. Um, obviously, uh, if people don't know, the mill is actually all housed in a repurposed mill, which is perfect. Uh, and uh, how long did it take to uh, to renovate that space? And, and uh, along the way, any major hurdles that you encountered? We, uh, we took over the lease October 1st and we opened November 1st. So wow. we had 30 days and we painted 6,500 square feet. Well, I should say I painted. Yeah, Ian I doesn't like to paint. So me like and a bunch paint. of girlfriends painted. Um, but he did electric work. We, you know, tore down some drop ceilings, put in new floors, built um, all the partitions upstairs, which if you come into the building, you'll see like all these little shiplap walls separate the vendors upstairs. Um, but yeah, we put a lot of TLC into that within 30 days and mm -hmm. we had a lot of amazing friends and family help us out. Yeah. I mean, it was certainly an amazing transformation. I've been in there two or three times since you guys reopened. And the first thing I noticed was the, the giant water wheel there by the, by the front counter. And I know Tim, Tim was in there the other day and he uh, got to snag some pictures. I, I think, uh, uh, actually, Tim, do you want to speak to that? I think she said it was kind of busy when you were in there yesterday and you, and you wanted to introduce yourself, but didn't have yeah. to. I definitely did want to. Not to put you on the spot. But... <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, I, I kind of kind of was incognito and I wanted to kind of just go around and then like introduce myself. But then it was like, it was kind of, it was busy. And so I didn't want to really take away from that. And um, plus, actually, I had to go to work, so I couldn't. Um, I was running a little late, so I couldn't really talk too much, but, um, I was, Corey was telling me, um, just, you know, how big it is on the inside. And I was just like, okay. Like I've, I, I remember when I was younger, I was there, but like walking in there yesterday, I was just like, holy cow. Like it's, it's big, it's ginormous. And, yeah. um, you guys did a phenomenal, phenomenal job, um, renovating it and, you know, updating it and. It's so cool to think that there's 90 vendors in there in that space and it's perfectly laid out and it's, 
yeah, I, I, you guys did a phenomenal job. Absolutely phenomenal job. Um, oh, thank you. But thank hopefully you uh, I can uh, come in again another day and we can um, shoot some video and get more promo stuff. It's amazing. So I think what you guys did with it is phenomenal. It seems like what you're very, very grateful for, but like the busier and busier we get, um, uh, we're, we're starting to realize that we can't just continue to be just a team of two, <laughs> you know, like, like we have to, uh, you know, reach out to other people, use resources, um, you know, take advantage for lack of a better term, but take advantage of people's like, uh, their profession, um, to yes. help us build, um, build the, uh, the artisan mill community, if you will. So, yeah. And, and, and speaking of, of building the, the artisan mill, I mean, you know, with COVID, are you seeing a return to a lot of people as the term goes, getting crafty with it and making a lot of things from home? And, uh, you know, how has that business model sort of helped Artisan Mill? I mean, it seems like you guys came literally just at the most perfect time. Yeah. You know, we, so we, uh, people that have come in, we've definitely had customers just say like how much the place has inspired them, you know, to be creative in their own right. Um, but I also, it's one of those things too, where I think COVID kind of, it brought back, you know, people's, um, I guess like talents or um, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, because they were stuck they're create. Yeah, 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 they're stuck at home. So it kind of like almost forced them to become creative again. I think I think everyone when you're growing up, when you're young, you're you're creative, and you do these things. And as you get older, you get you know into the process of you know just having your job and just having that routine. Well, when all that came to a halt, um, you know you're stuck at home, and how can you you know pass the time? And I think. Um, what it did, um, you know, for a lot of people was, um, it just brought that, brought back that creativity. And, uh, I think we do, I mean, we may have some vendors. I know most of the vendors we have, have been doing what they're doing for quite some time. Um, even before COVID, but I, but, um, I, I wouldn't doubt that we probably do have some that kind of, um, yeah, that kind of, uh, like COVID kind of created, you know, created their, their little small, small yeah, business. And so. so many people are so quick to say, you know, 2020 was, you know, a bad year because of COVID or, but you know, good things have come from it too. Like we wouldn't have been able to do this without that. So we just wanted to help as many small businesses as we possibly could you know, through this hard time too. Do you see maybe a time after COVID where some of the artisans will uh, maybe uh, hand make or demonstrate their crafts right there at the artisan mill with maybe uh, work with the customers or uh, kind of yeah. show what they're doing, like uh, whether they're making soaps or, uh, you know, the, the two ladies from Maven Beauty kind of yes. mixing things right there. Yeah, um, we actually originally were going to have uh, one of our rooms downstairs uh, in the basement was going to be our, what, what were we going to call it? Like a, a, not a showroom, but like a party room. We wanted like to have a party space room. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that people could come in and you could learn how to make a sign or you could learn how to make soap or you could learn how to make a wreath or whatever that product was going to be. But then when we were like, oh, we can't have more than you know 10 people in a room we can't do that so why don't we bring in more makers and fill the space for now so that's we do want to do that at some point um uh in the future but we'll we'll just have to see on space wise and 
things in the future as far as that goes. You know, we're, we're definitely all about it. Um, you know, and if it's something that one of our vendors want to do um, and they bring it, you know, to us and we're, you know, we want to do whatever we can, um, you know, just to, to help that process. If, you know, if we don't have space in our mill anymore, um, you know, there are other spaces on the property that we could maybe um, utilize for, you know, a weekend or a day or an evening. So, you know, we're, the sky's the limit, really. <laughs> well, and, and you know, you've made it when you see a food truck uh, parked out in front of your business, right? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. we actually had two of those there today. We have an event this weekend too, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, I guess closer to the Christmas season, well, before Christmas too, I had noticed uh, driving past the long line out, uh, not out the door, but the, the long line to get in for those uh, uh, cocoa bombs. I don't know if you want to speak to that. It oh, seems to be yes. the, the big hit of 2020 you know, that nobody was expecting. People were, okay, insane like okay there were days where i was there at nine o'clock and people were lined up in the freezing cold to wait for these hot cocoa bombs we finally had to put a limit on them because people were coming in and just shoving them in their little baskets and filling them to the top like we had to say okay a limit of six per person at one point because we were like she's like she could only make a hundred a day which that's what she was doing literally from sun up to sundown and she's like i just can't keep going it was like <laughs> Everybody wanted that like one toy on Black Friday, and that's what it was daily. Mm, it was uh, it was the tickle me Elmo. Yeah, let's keep saying. Was, uh, <laughs> and 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 the person that made those cocoa bombs, uh, her name is uh, Shelly Yoder. Uh, her business is uh, Couture Cupcakes. Um, so she also does like cupcakes and custom cookies and um, a, a lot of other great things. So just to kind of like shout her out, but. Um, yeah, the cocoa bombs. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. I'm just glad there wasn't like full on like a brawls in the uh, <laughs> in the uh, in, on like our main floor because you know people definitely they they oh, went yes, wild they about them. Definitely went wild. <laughs> <laughs> but well, it kind of it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier too about the demand for you know handmade things and handmade gifts uh of course during christmas season as well but you know during covid when people are kind of returning to their roots and getting getting creative yeah absolutely we had so many countless countless customers come in um and just say like you know i'm really you know they're really making an effort to shop small this year and you know they were just so happy that that um artists and mill came came to lit it so we were just super yeah the community super has grateful been for that amazing i mean just the support and people coming in and just being so grateful that we're there and you know knowing that we are trying to make everyone have this awesome experience when they come in that door so, like a warming homey feel when they come in and come shopping with us so we're happy Absolutely. And certainly it takes a lot of time to, to run a business of that size and kind of goes into my next question. Tell us about your uh, work life balance and how do you juggle that career on top of raising two children? <laughs> well, so we just let the kids raise themselves now. Um, <laughs> no, uh, kidding. No, um, our boys are 10 and seven. And before we even opened this, we kind of like sat down as a family and told them like, this is what we were thinking of doing. And they were I mean, at 10 and 7, as, as supportive as they could be, they were super excited. So 
we've slowly i mean november and december were a little hectic because it was so crazy over there um but now we've kind of gotten into this routine where they're now back at school and ian's home working from you know roughly 10 to 3 every day and then i'm over there and then we kind of tag team each other out and then like i said my business partner is now working for us as well over there at the mill too so we kind of all just work together and make it work um yeah we definitely we we really do our best to try to like the boys love it um uh so you know when they are there you know they they want to help bring people out um oh, yes. that you know and they yeah they want everything else that's in there too but um <laughs> so and but like you know there is um you know there is a time and place for that so when we are really busy we just try to make a conscious effort of of um you know not like not dragging them there all the time and putting them in a room and saying hey you know don't burn the place down while <laughs> mom and dad you know try to run a business um so yeah as ash said you know i i uh, i still do work for atomic so i'm working from home and i get them off the bus at school um and then uh i will bring them to the mill and then Ash and I will like, yeah, we'll high five, we'll hi high five each other. And then she takes the kids back home. And then so the kids can do homework or play. And then um, I finish he up. He usually comes home so. and then after dinner and we're good to go. Yeah. So, so with the whole COVID situation and um, just everything going on and even like we were just talking about uh, the family life. What are uh, what are your hours of operations and like what days are you open? What can uh, when can the guests come and see you? Uh, we are open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, ten to six. Fridays ten to seven. Saturdays ten to six, and then Sunday is twelve to four. We are closed Mondays. Right, and then those are currently those are our winter hours, um, and then they'll probably change as we get closer to spring and summer. We'll probably be open a little later on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, and then around the holidays again, we'll definitely be open later yeah, we because always, we have to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of a perfect kind of segue into our next question. Uh, where can uh, guests find more information and where can they learn about um, Artisans Mills? Do you guys have any social media platforms? So when you guys do change your hours, um, where can they follow you at? Sure. Um, so right now we don't have a website, um, but we do have, we have Instagram and Facebook. Um, and our Instagram handle is Artisan Milko, just no spaces, just Artisan Milko. Um, and then I'm guessing on Facebook, I think if you just search oh, Artisan yeah. Milko, it should pop up. Yep. Um, and so that's where we have our hours there. Or if you Google, um, if you Google our name, um, it should pop up there too. Uh, we do definitely plan to have a, um, a website in the future. Um, we've just, uh, you know, we're kind of building the plane as we're flying it, so to speak. Uh, so, uh, we just haven't gotten that far yet, but I think in the future too, we definitely would like to have a website that, um, some of our customers can even buy products from. Um, so if they don't want to come out, um, or they're coming from far away or they're traveling from out, you know, coming into Lidditz just for the day or for the weekend or whatever it may be. They purchase something, they can get back on and say, "Oh, we love this product. Cool, we can ship it to you now mm -hmm. too." So, yeah, I mean, we've already had we've had customers come from Philly and uh, call back and want, yeah, what um, Penn State area? Yeah, and just being like, "Oh, we saw you on social media, and we and, and you know we we made the day trip down." And it's like, "Holy mac. Like, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Have you ever been to Lids before? They're like, "No." And it's like, "Oh, well, you're in for a treat because if you go downtown, <laughs> there's a, a thousand other awesome small businesses." So that's um, great. It's been yeah. awesome. So in the next five plus years, where do you see Artisan Mills? What, what do you see? Do you see uh, maybe expansion? Do you see uh, 
different types of vendors, um, more vendors. Yeah. Where, where do you see yourself in five years from now? Well, there is a lot of plans within the next year for the property back there um, that we can't really say too much about at the moment. Um, but yes, Artisan Mill plans to be thriving and succeeding there with a possible expansion. Yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit right now for <laughs> us, so we're, we're just going to keep on trucking through. Yeah, that's awesome. And plus, if you had 30 days to renovate it, and you're off the ground right now. You definitely, uh, it's it's going to be awesome to see what even the next year is going to be like for you guys. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, we're totally excited too. Yeah, we're just, um, you know, right now, it, sometimes it's almost hard to look that far ahead. Um, but just because it's just been so, like, this, this adventure has been so wild. Um, but yeah, we definitely, uh, we see future growth. Um, whether that's uh, expansion on the current property. Um, it could be, you know, another artisan mill. 2.0 yeah uh, in a town over or a couple <laughs> towns over um uh always staying in Lidditz, obviously um but uh, you know our goal is to just continue on this path of and showcasing um, help as many small businesses yeah, as possible that's what that's that's what we want to do for yeah. sure so um, that's awesome yeah that's our goal is just to continue to grow because as we grow, so do all the small businesses. Um, and, you know, our success is directly correlated with theirs and vice versa. So, yeah, you had mentioned uh, an event this weekend. And we're probably not going to post this podcast till like mid to late February. Tell us a little bit about some uh, some other special events or upcoming events that you have planned. Maybe if they're not on the books yet, is there anything you can tell us um, that uh, you, you kind of have planned for in the future, maybe in the spring or summertime? Uh, well, COVID pending, we definitely want to host some makers markets in the spring and summer um, to bring in even more vendors that aren't already in the store. They can set up a tent and do like, you know, like a small Lidditz craft show right there on the property. We definitely, definitely want to do that. Haven't really even talked to Ian about this, but like I want to do like a little Valentine's for men's. They can come in and shop for their ladies or Mother's Day, like do like something, a special event there for that stuff as well. Great idea. Great idea. And hopefully more food trucks too. Oh yes. 100%. <laughs> gotta have food trucks. Yeah. Ian mentioned earlier about some of the other great businesses in downtown Lidditz and, and, and tell her, tell us uh, some of your favorite places to go in Lidditz, whether it's a restaurant or a shop or a store. What, what are some of the places that you find yourself going to a lot? Um, you know, so right, right now we've been really uh, digging the Tide House. Um, we've been going there for, uh, for dinner, dinner with, with friends when, when, uh, when we can. Um, obviously the bull's head, uh, you can't go wrong there. Um, we've been, we've been going there for years. Um, but it's the, really, any yeah. of the local shops downtown, one of our Ian's good buddies just opened a t-shirt place, the tattered shirt downtown mm -hmm. too, that people need to go and check out too. They do a great, a great job as well, but literally any of the businesses downtown, I mean, you cannot go wrong. It doesn't matter which end you go to Lidditz is amazing. I mean, from the hotel to everything. All the little shops down. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I almost feel like we like could just make make a list and name them all off. Um, be, it's just hard to, to just pinpoint one, one or, or two. two. <laughs> yeah, it's they're just all. It's just great, uh, you know. When they like, then they got a award years ago for America's coolest small town. Like it wasn't for no reason, right? Um, but yeah, it's and again, all the small businesses have been very welcoming. Silver Lining Salvage and the old. 
the old house the old house yeah the old brick house um have, antique store yeah have been so and like tagging us on social media and have been so amazing as well so it's been a great warm welcome to the community mm-hmm. well and, and thanks to you too i saw recently uh, uh, a business closed on main street and you're able to yes uh, carry some of those products uh i guess either now or in the near future yes they actually have slowly been moving in and dodge Liditz um was downtown right next to candyology and uh yeah they've been moving in all this week so they have their amazing teas and coffee and yeah we're trying to just squeeze people in if we find a little corner and it works for people we're rocking it we're gonna get them in there as fast as we can <laughs> yeah yeah that's good and uh Another question I had, I know you guys had a little, uh, I don't want to say trouble, but kind of off to a slow start because of the roundabout. Are people finally realizing how to drive through the roundabout? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was um, the roundabout uh, situation in the beginning. Um, we th- actually, you know, we thought it was going to be a bigger problem than it was because as we were, uh, I guess, renovating the mill, um, it was like, oh, that, that should be open just in time for you to open. And it was like, oh, cool. So people can come, you know, straight up from downtown. They don't have to go way out around. And, you know, things got delayed as, you know, lots of things do. Um, and it didn't open until uh, I think it was Almost, like it was a like week Black after Thanksgiving Friday, yeah, or something. Or, yep. Um, but, to, you know, to be completely honest. It didn't um, deter it, people. Yeah, it really did. Like, it really did not deter people from coming um, at all. They just, uh, we actually got a lot of phone calls. Um, How do I get there? Yeah, like, I'm lost. Or, I'm, I see your building, but I don't I'm know how to get there. I'm literally on the side road. How do I get there? <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to um, go the whole way around. But, but yeah, no. thankfully, um, it didn't really we I mean, we feel like it didn't, no. uh, it didn't really affect us too much uh, other than, you know, even for us to come to work, it's like, man, I can't wait till I don't have to drive way out around. I can just come straight, come through. straight down. I think with any great business, I mean, especially when they're new and people are curious about it, they'll find a way, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Yep. So anything else you'd like to add before uh, we hang up? Um, No, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think, one thing that we just want to continue to drive home um, is, you know, for us, like, it's awesome, like, doing these podcasts. Thank you so much for inviting us on. Um, we've been in um, some newspapers, uh, which is great. Um, and we're very thankful for that. But one thing that we really want to drive home is that, you know, this is much more about all of the small businesses that um, are in Artisan Mill. Um, we really just, you know, for us, as I said, probably 12 times um, in this podcast, uh, we just want to showcase. Um, yeah, we want to showcase them as, as much. As much as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just surrounded by talent. It's like everywhere you look, people are so creative and talented. And, uh, you know, we just uh, our our mission is just to highlight that as much as possible. So we don't want that to ever go uh unnoticed for sure tim do you have any other questions for the ganses before we let him go yeah with all the you said you had about close to 90 different vendors in the complex itself um is there any do you have a list of of all the vendors or is it anywhere we have a really really oh we do have a list of the vendors um that is not printed yet but we also have a waiting list of about 300 deep Wow. Um, to get into the store. So we're asking people just to send us an email and send their pictures of what they make. And if we don't already have it, we're trying to be a little more exclusive and not step on each other's toes when we're in there and kind of keep it more of a one candle person, a one soap person, a one this person, a one that person, so that we don't have the same thing 
in there. Um, but yeah, we we need to get a list printed so that when people walk in the door, they know exactly which floor everybody's on right. so they can kind of know where they are. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, no, we do not have a list. Um, <laughs> but if, like right now, I think we are pretty much well and, and we keep saying we're at capacity. And then, and then something comes in and, and we're I like, keep, we can find somewhere for I am a puzzle you. maker. Like, yeah. I love to just try to figure out where I can get one more thing in somewhere. So, this, even this week, we've added three or four people. So, it's like, well, maybe I say that we're a full, but, I mean, there might be a spot. Uh, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, but we definitely, we certainly, and hopefully, maybe by the time this uh, podcast comes out, um, we will have a list because that's one thing that we would like to do. So when customers come in, there's they like a too. pamphlet or a yeah. trifold thing or a piece of paper um, that kind of highlights um, who's on each floor. Because we do have three floors um, and some people come in and they don't know uh, that we have three floors. Um, so we do. We definitely we say definitely, the same things right. on the daily basis. Um, and we do. And also, I, actually, it's worth noting on here. Um, we do have an elevator in the building that, that reaches all three floors. So if you are a mother that has a stroller, um, we can accommodate you. Handicap. If you have trouble with stairs yep. um, or can't do stairs, we can accommodate you. So we, you know, and that's one thing that really drew us to the building uh, other than just how completely amazing. awesome it is, yeah. um, is that it's accessible to everyone. Um, so, and we really wanted to make sure that we could do that as well. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, back well, to your original question. We don't have a list, <laughs> but but we're gonna we're gonna make. We're one. working on that. Yeah. Hey, that's well, a it's a step in progress, and um, you know, I I don't mean to cut you off, Corey. Um, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, just one last time, if you can shout out your social media platforms, so um, our listeners and future listeners, future guests, future patrons, future vendors, anybody, if they want to get a hold of you, um, what's the best place they can uh, reach out and get a contact with you guys? Yeah, sure. Um, so our Instagram is Artisan Mill Co. One one word, basically, no spaces, just Artisan Mill Co. Our Facebook is just I'm sure if you search Artisan Mill Co. Um, that it'll pop, it, it'll pop up, and then also what we're asking um, if you are a vendor and you and and you do want to be put on our waiting list, you can email us, um, and that is also is Artisan Mill Co. at gmail.com. Um, that is the best way to get a hold of us is by email. Um, we we don't we we're pretty active on Instagram DMs as much as we can be um, on the Facebook Messenger. It's not so much, um, so it's worth throwing that in there so people don't think that we're ignoring them. But um, yeah, absolutely, just uh, email us. Well, with with three hundred on the waiting list, it seems like uh, Artisan Mail two might be here before you know it. Yeah, it, it might. It might have to be. Yeah, yeah. W would you consider uh, opening another shop uh, in Lidditz or maybe in another town? Or uh, I know you probably haven't thought that far ahead yet. But... Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think. We, yeah, we probably would. We actually have talked about it, but uh, yeah, we like we said before, we're we're uh, building the plane as we're flying it, so uh, we're just gonna keep rocking with that. <laughs> That sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so yeah. much. Thanks again for your time. That was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Great, great, uh, great people there. Amazing people. Yeah. I uh, I feel bad that I couldn't catch up with them yesterday, but I just, it was with my 
my Tim time as my friends call it. And, uh, um, just with it being busy, just, uh, that was like one of the big things. Like I couldn't wait because I had to go to work, but yeah, with it being busy, it was, it was awesome though to see, to see that. Yeah. Although you weren't able to catch up with, uh, with them yesterday. Uh, you uh, were, even if it was by accident, able to catch up with me last night at Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, I know you. <laughs> well, I, was, I was ordering on the thing, and I saw this guy looking at me, and uh, <laughs> I was a little tired. And I'm like, I have a... I personally, in most cases, have a tough time, even if I know the person, when they're wearing a mask, I have to do a double take. So I didn't mean to ignore you, but I just thought that was funny. I'm glad, I, I, I'm glad you said you said something. And, and uh, you know, you, you had to say, which, which I don't blame you, I'm Tim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I felt so bad because, like, I looked at you and I'm like, it was like, I felt bad because I don't know if I made a face at you because I'm like, man, I know you. Like, I recognize you. Like, I kind of know you. Like, where have I seen you before? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, ordered my food and then looked mm-hmm. up again. I'm like, mm, I kind of know you. And it, obviously with seeing a lot of people at work and then just mm-hmm. even my other jobs, it's just like, I, I see people almost every day. So it's just like, are you a, a guest? Or are you? <laughs> so yeah, that was hilarious. That was great. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you again for saying something. Yeah. <laughs> so what's new in your world, Tim? Uh, nothing much. Just keeping busy, um, you know, working that full-time job. And But uh, yeah, just uh, the, uh, the other day, just went out, um, took pictures of downtown Lidditz. I'm trying to create like a uh, kind of a portfolio of different presets for photography. I'm trying to, you know, kind of grow that there. Um, but then just keeping busy with that and at even working the few other jobs that I have. But um, yeah, I've been pretty busy. I think that's the, the normal thing right now. But uh, what about yourself? What have you been up to? Um, not not much. I mean, when we're recording this, uh, it's just been so cold and so blustery. Oh, yeah. so, so windy. I've been wanting to take walks when I'm not at the gym or the days that I'm not at the gym. And uh, I just find it uh, hard to do that outside. I mean, luckily, I, I, I certainly keep motivated. But, you know, just, just to go from the inside of your house or your wherever your work to your car, I mean, it's it's like it really hits you. I mean, it's it's crazy. This winter has been so nuts. And we did have that one big snowstorm. Actually, two. We had one, I guess, a couple of days or a week before Christmas. And then we had one uh, m- maybe a couple of weeks ago. So I, I guess we've had more snow than we had last year. But it just seems like, you know, forget the snow. We've had some really, really cold weather this winter, I, I feel like anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's been cold to the bones. And I used to be that that kid that would just wear a sweatshirt and or a hoodie or a t-shirt, you know, walking around. But I've uh, matured, I think, a little bit where I'm definitely wearing multiple sweatshirts and <laughs> a jacket and a, a hat and everything just to, just to keep warm this season because it's, it's definitely a lot colder. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I'm strange because um, not that I try to eat a ton of it, but I, I find that, and this is how I've been since I'm a kid, I actually eat more ice cream in the winter than I do mm-hmm. in the summertime. Is that weird? Not, no, not weird at all. Uh, fun fact, my mom... When oh, she's gonna hate me for telling me telling you telling everybody this, but uh, when she was younger, she thought ice cream was only made during the winter because her family um, had like just you know that homemade ice cream maker, and they would use snow instead of ice to pack like in the ice cream maker itself. Um, mm-hmm. Not the sure. not the ice cream, but you know the to keep the dairy cold. So she uh, she always thought like you, she always had ice cream during the winter, and then when she met my dad and. My dad was like, yeah, let's make some ice cream. And this is like middle of July. 
my mom's like, you can't make ice cream in July. I was like, oh, mom. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, ice cream is so good in, in the winter. Ice cream is good no matter when, no matter where. Yeah, what time. I know. I just, like I said, it's, I, I, I've always kind of thought it was bizarre maybe or, or maybe not so bizarre that I, I like to eat more ice cream in the winter time. And I remember growing up as, as kids, uh, we grew up in a small farmhouse. Uh, we'd have an old-fashioned ice cream maker in the summer. Mm. And, uh, it was one of those ones that you'd had to turn the crank, like you'd put the thing in the center, yep. surrounded by rock salt. Yep. And, you know, it, it didn't plug in anywhere, so we'd do it out in the yard. Wow. And we'd all take turns cranking this thing for what seemed like forever. And I remember thinking to myself, at least when it was my turn to crank, ah, you know, forget it. It's just not worth it. I'll, <laughs> I'll go without <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Well, I'm just uh, excited uh, for future guests and future uh, people that we have on this show. I think um, the last few episodes that we've aired is it's it's awesome. It's a great great outlet for different people to uh, just reach out to a different type of community and to listen in. I think we're off to a, a really great start, and I'm really uh, happy to be doing this this with you. Yeah, it's I'm I'm enjoying it doing it with you too, Corey. So this is great. So now we're going to do our history segment, and I thought I'd do something a little fun, and I'd pull some newspaper headlines and some small articles from 100 years ago this month. So that would be February in 2021. And do you want to hear some of the uh, stories I have? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the first one involved a Lime Rock man. Now, do you know where Lime Rock is? If you don't, that's okay. I want to say that's obviously the north part of the northern part of Lidditz. Is that correct? Well, you're sort of close. It's northwest. It's between uh, Lidditz and Mannheim. It's a tiny little village. At one time, they had a train station and the railroad tracks still run through Lime Rock. But there, there, at one time, there was a school there and, and there's still many houses there. There's a one room school, I should say, and, and homes. But 100 years ago this month, a Lime Rock man was jailed because he failed to uphold the school laws on two charges. He refused to vaccinate one of his kids and another child of his was not attending school and was tardy. So when the cop, <laughs> so when the cop came to his home, the man said he would go peacefully on a weekday, but not on a Sunday. It was Sunday that the guy came to arrest him. He then locked himself in a room and the constable and the constable's assistant busted open the door and handcuffed the gentleman. Uh, he was, yeah, yeah. He was eventually released after paying a fine of fourteen dollars and sixty-five cents, which in which in today's money, I figured it out, was two hundred eleven dollars and eighty-two cents. Wow. <laughs> so, so that's just one one of the stories. Another one was um, another involved a gentleman from Lidditz named T. S. Garage, who he's the guy that made the candles by the hundreds for the 4th of July celebration during that time. And back then, they were not made of wax like they are now. They were made of beef tallow. Do you know what beef tallow is, Tim? I don't. So beef tallow is essentially animal fat. So he would take fat and the leftover fat, and he would make candles and shape them and make make these candles. But at the time, again, 100 years ago, this, this Mr. Grosh would make hundreds and hundreds of candles for the 4th of July celebration. And uh, that was that was uh, another one of the stories in the newspaper. A hundred years ago this month, a gentleman named W.F. Brennan gave a free talk and showed a film at the local schoolhouse. The subject of the talk and the film was on cash registers. So, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, it seems to be really riveting. But, you know, back then in the early 20s, film was uh, really, really a special thing. And um, it was just, uh, I'm sure it was a special treat and well attended. Uh, back then, film was sort of in its infancy. Yeah. I bet they would be uh, so mind-blown that we have 4K and that we can even shoot on our cell phones with uh, such high quality and we don't have to re reload it with uh, any film or anything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so that's that. And uh, another segment of the history I want to talk about is uh, uh, a couple of Lidditz locals that have had brushes with history over the years. And I want to start off by uh, taking you to 1937 and um, quoting a girl that said, and I quote, the earth shook. It was the most terrifying thing we have ever seen, and we never want to see anything like that again. And these were the words quoted in the May 13th, 1937 issue of the Lidditz Record newspaper by, at the time, Lidditz High School students, Ruth Wyke and Grace Getz. And they were referencing one of the most horrific disasters to ever take place in the sky. It was the Hindenburg disaster, and they, I witnessed it in person. Uh, the two girls happened to be visiting friends in New Jersey at the time and had heard that the Hindenburg was going to be flying near them. So they got in their car and took a drive out in the hopes to see it. And uh, unfortunately, like I said, they, they saw it explode overhead and uh, they witnessed history. So it's just kind of a crazy thing. You know, what are the odds of them uh, being there? And, and uh, uh, certainly they were very curious to see it, but no one could ever imagine uh, what, that that would happen. Yeah, absolutely. And they were from Lidditz. That's crazy. They were from Lidditz. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So and another story I have here takes us to 1975 to Manhattan in New York City and involves a Lidditz man named Gerald McCreary. He was uh, in New York City at the time on business, and he happened to get into a taxi cab. And he noticed when he got in the cab, a lady's wallet on the floor of the taxi. So after opening it to see who it belonged to, he discovered that the wallet belonged to former First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. So then he then rushed the wallet to the nearest police station and uh, went back to his business. And um, several days later, he received in the mail a very nice handwritten thank you note from Mrs. Kennedy herself. She was so happy and so excited to have the wallet returned to her with everything in it. And uh, the letter that he received is still framed and in the McCreary family. Now, he has since passed away, but it's still in the hands of his family. So they have that really special souvenir from that uh, one fateful day when uh, a gentleman from Lidditz found Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis as a former first lady, her wallet in a random taxi cab in New York City in 1975. Wow. What do you think about that? That's awesome. That's crazy. Just like literally finding a needle in a haystack and then that haystack, just even the needle being like a first lady, former first lady. Like that's, that's wow. That's a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the twist of the story is the police, he went to the police station, as I said, and the police officer that helped him out, his last name was Kennedy. Now, what are the odds on that? Wow. Yeah kind of a twilight zone thing <laughs> i would say that's <laughs> awesome holy cow yeah so that's some of the history segments i have for this time around and um hope you enjoyed them i i plan to do some more headlines and some more uh, interesting stories and off the beaten path stories in the future and uh anything else tim before we uh, wrap up this episode 
yeah thanks for continued support everybody that's listening um especially if you're listening right now um we appreciate you and uh definitely give us a like on facebook and follow us on uh facebook as well and on uh instagram and we really appreciate your support and uh i think that's it we're gonna call the show a wrap tim great show yeah great show